Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now today, I'm going to be covering a new route that can form into you as you continue to be misled by the enemy. And that new root is called the root of addiction. So let's go ahead and define it. Addiction means the fact or condition of being addicted to a particular substance, thing, or activity. It also means a dependency or even a weakness. Now the scripture reference that I use comes from Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 14 which says for the grace of god has appeared that offers salvation to all people it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And again, that's Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Now, when you think of the root of addiction, most of the time, people think of it as a dependency to drugs or alcohol or just some type of substance abuse. Although those things can be very destructive to a person's life, there are other types of addictions as well. As you saw in the definition of it, it is a dependency or a weakness or even a habit that you have. Therefore, the addiction can be with a person or something that you do, like a job or a sporting event or training for something or a level of competitiveness that causes your mentality to go just at a heightened level. People can form different types of habits that can become just so destructive. And let me add, there were no drugs or alcohol that was involved. I wanted to share that because I didn't want anyone to always tie an addiction to just substance abuse, even though those things are very important to discuss and deal with. The goal is to make sure that whatever your addiction may be, that you are able to address it and work through it before it gets to a detrimental state. The enemy will use whatever method he can use to cause the destruction in your life. The sooner that you are able to acknowledge that there is an issue starts the beginning processes of working through it and trying to heal from it. When there is an addiction, you have consumed yourself with the event, person, or thing that you are addicted to. You spend so much of your time with the event that it becomes hard to think of doing other things or possibly progressing in other areas of your life. Most addictions are narrow focused and you have to make a conscious choice of trying to do something different as well as something better for your life. Staying in this type of mindset is not healthy 
and no thing or person should consume your life unless it is God guiding you to a specific direction. Now, spending time with God becomes a different situation because you want to be able to hear him with as much clarity as possible. It will take the necessary isolated and quality time with him so that you can get the guidance that you need. But more importantly, the answers that you need to be going into a life that is full of purpose. As I have shared in the past, God has a specific assignment for your life. And you want to be able to communicate with him on a daily basis so that you are accomplishing the plan that he has set for you. If it is not God and you are just doing things on your own, it can be easy to get misled because the enemy will throw so many things at you, hoping that it will cause confusion in your life. If you are not careful, you will be trying to operate on so many levels at once without any focus, and the root of addiction can become deepened. So let me just share an example. Suppose your root of addiction deals with you being addicted to having power, and it leads you into having possibly corporate success. You are always now trying to stay one step ahead of everyone. Now, it's not a bad thing in trying to be prepared and equipped for your next level of growth. However, you want to make sure that the things that you do will display integrity and character as you operate in an ethical manner. The root of addiction may cause you to show weakness as you decide to cut corners at times because you are trying to do whatever it takes to reach that level of power. As a result, you start to see some chaos and confusion coming into your life because of the decisions that you recently made, they were not authentic. So let me just ask you, how do you handle it? What do you do to rectify it? Are you willing to be honest about the situation? Or do you continue to operate in secrecy without the hopes of anyone finding out about your mistruths? Hopefully and prayerfully, you are willing to speak your truth and do what God would expect you to do. There will be times that we each will make mistakes or even just handle things in a way that we shouldn't have. If you are honest with yourself and apologize for the wrongs that you had committed, you can recover from it and move forward in your life. It is when you do nothing and then you try to sweep it under the rug that you find yourself just making the problems worse instead of better. Now the question still remains, how will you handle the situation? So let me go ahead and go into our example again, dealing with Samson. So I'm going to actually be reading Judges chapter 16, verses 4 through 22, which says, Later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sorek. The leaders of the Philistines went to her and said, Find out from Samson what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and tied up securely. Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, 
Please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up securely. Samson replied, If I am tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not yet been dyed, I will be as weak as anyone else. So the Philistine leaders brought Delilah seven new bowstrings and tied Samson up with them. She had hidden some men in one of the rooms of her house. And she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstrings as if the strings had been burned in a fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Afterward, Delilah said to him, You made fun of me and told me a lie. Now please tell me how you can be tied up securely. Samson replied, If I am tied up with brand new ropes that have never been used, I will be as weak as anyone else. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him up with them. The men were hiding in the room as before. And again Delilah cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the ropes from his arms as if they were thread. Then Delilah said, You have been making fun of me and telling me lies. Won't you please tell me how you can be tied up securely? Samson replied, If you weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle, I will be as weak as anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids of his hair into the fabric and tightened it with the loom shuttle. Again she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson woke up, pulled back the loom shuttle, and yanked his hair away from the loom and the fabric. Then Delilah pouted, How can you say you love me when you don't confide in me? You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. So day after day, she nagged him until he couldn't stand it any longer. Finally, Samson told her his secret. My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaven, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine leaders. Come back one more time, she added, for he has told me everything. So the Philistine leaders returned and brought the money with them. Delilah lulled Samson to sleep with his head in her lap, and she called in a man to shave off his hair, making his capture certain, and his strength left him. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him and gouged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and made to grind grain in the prison. But before long, his hair began to grow back. And again, that's Judges chapter 16, verses 4 through 22. Well, as you can see, there is a lot that had happened there in the scriptures. First, you see that Samson was willing to do anything for Delilah. Even though she kept doing the things that he had shared about how he has the strength that he does, 
she was still willing to cause him to get captured. It makes you ask why Samson would continue to keep doing the things that he was doing, especially since he saw that Delilah was trying to benefit from it. But his lust and desires for her were so strong that he just kept doing it. He had a root of addiction to Delilah. But let me also add, Delilah had a root of addiction on her as well because she was addicted into becoming wealthy at any cost. Samson also showed his dependence to her. It was one thing to fall for Delilah's tricks after a couple of times, but to just keep doing it for four times lets you see his addiction to her. Delilah kept nagging at him, and then he just got tired of hearing about it, so he gave in to her. Now, as you may remember from Samson's first wife, she actually did the same thing because she was wanting him to tell her the meaning of a riddle that he had given to the young men. The men asked the wife to tell them, so she kept nagging Samson until she got the answer, and then, of course, she told the young men. Samson was upset from it afterwards. Now, Samson had such an addiction to women and basically did whatever they wanted, causing him a lot of pain from it. We see how Samson's addiction, probably even more to the lust and the desires that he had for them, just caused him to even spiral downward. But we also still see that God was with Samson because he allowed lots of victories from the strength that he had given to Samson. As you can see from Samson and Delilah's life, it becomes important to seek God so that you will know what your next move should be. God has so much in store for you, but you must be willing to surrender to him so that you know how to operate and to listen to him so that you can do the things that he wants you to do. So the question becomes, what will you do? And I see that I am out of time, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. 